Hey everyone, it's Jackie, and welcome to my first solo episode for Asian Glow Up, a podcast about culture, career, and community. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving and were able to spend time with your loved ones, whether virtually or in person. On the topic of family, today's special guests are my mom and my aunt recalling their immigration story to America and the hardships that they went through to adjust to the American lifestyle. After the fall of Saigon in 1975, they escaped the Vietnam War and immigrated to the States by boat at ages 9 for my mom and 11 for my aunt. We go into details of my family escaping by boat and getting scammed on their first try, to their second attempt that included their boat being shot at, their fuel being stolen at the dock, and having to turn to Australia as a last resort for safety. Luckily, their boat was spotted and saved, which eventually led them to a handful of refugee camps located in the Philippines, Guam, and eventually Camp Pendleton in Southern California, where they eventually got sponsored to start their lives in Maryland. This is the first time I'm actually hearing this story, so I'm excited for you all to join me, and we're going to jump right in with my mom and my aunt introducing themselves, starting with my aunt. My name is Han. My married name is Han Hoang. My maiden name is Tran. I was born in Saigon, Vietnam. I came to United States in uh, 1975 after the fall of Saigon. And I've been living most of my life here in California. Uh, my name is Teresa. My maiden name is Tran. And a married name is Ma. And I'm Jacqueline's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Saigon also. Like my sister, I came here with her in 1975 and we've been living here almost most of our life in California. When you guys were born in Vietnam, what was your life like before everything started to happen? Well, I, I'll let my sister Han <laughs> say that because I'm too young. I don't remember most of it, but she's uh, more, you know, her memory is more better than me. I was only nine when I came here. Mm-hmm. So she was two years older, so she retained most of it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Um, okay, I was born uh, in Saigon, and then I guess our parents lived together for some time. I think they have five children together, and then things went south, and they split up. We live in our younger years, uh, up to about probably three years old, we live with our mom. And then my dad took us away, and we didn't live with our parents. We lived with a relative. We lived with our, our aunt, and we lived there for about, I think, about a year or so. I came back to Saigon and lived with my dad and my stepmom when I was in first grade since mm-hmm. then. But our stepmom, she treated us really well. Yeah, like her own. Yeah, at first we were intimidated of mm-hmm. her. But later on, we've learned that, you know, she loved us like her own and she took care of us. And, mm-hmm. and you know, our life were, were just like on normal. We live with her and our dad usually just go out on business trip and come home like once or twice a week and then mm-hmm. he's off again. So we live in Saigon with our step siblings. They are older. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we were like first grade, second grade. Oh, we kind of spoil. Did you guys do any activities when you were young? Did you guys get involved no, in anything? No, uh, in Vietnam, you don't have that uh, privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have that luxury of doing that. Everything costs money, but we get to go to the private school. But in our spare time, we only go to school like from 8 to noon, and then we'll be home and we just do whatever. Where we live is a shop, so we just, you know be around, we mm-hmm. just stay at home, and just play with our other kids our age within the family. Mm-hmm. Not not really friends on the street. Once in a while, we have a get-together with a big family, then we play with those people there. But basically, just my sister and I. To do things for fun, TV only comes on like a certain 
time, time of the day, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have it 24-7. You have like like 6 o'clock until midnight and then it's off. So in our spare time, we just think of like games to create, do. And you <laughs> create your own, uh, like with shoes, with empty uh, cans. We make our own game. Yeah. use that to play. I was like the ball, like yes. you would flick it. Yeah, <laughs> or or we play some kind of game, like a drawing game. Mm-hmm. We draw on the ground, or we use the seed to be a little game part. Mm-hmm. It's oh, just so something interesting. A lot you can, uh, use your shoe and those uh, beer can. Uh-huh. You stack them up. And then you use your shoe and to then hit, hit it. it. Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a lot of creativity. Yeah. And we, Not like games here yeah. already created for mm-hmm. you. you know? We don't yeah. have allowance. It's just the way it is. I yeah. mean, life is normal back then to us. Uh, now I think back is different. But yeah, <laughs> back, the, back in the day, it was like, that's how it is. When the war started to happen and the communists started to come down, what was being taught to you guys? Did you guys know what was going on? Or no, we were again we were too uh, young, yeah. and when we when we heard that the family is ready to move or to I guess run away from the city or something like that, then we know the war was going on. The reason we know is because the people from the middle from not the north but you know the the country would divide into and there was the middle part which mm-hmm. is Da Nang so people from there were running into Saigon and we kind of re- like a refugees we cater to them we have them to the house stay for a little bit until they find something better and I think there was a couple of family come to us for help and I think my stepmother helped them I remember that but when the war got closer to Saigon. I heard the adults were talking about boats and ships and all that. Mm-hmm. And so my parents planned uh, that, okay, a certain day they would have to go. So we did. We packed up our stuff. Only my parents and my sister and I, uh, the older adults, stay because we don't know what's going on and we still have belongings and we don't want to lose it all. And then there was these people who works for the, the American and they said they have ways. And so I think my parents is buying all ways in. So when we got there to the port, we got through, but then they said the boat is not coming until a certain day. That means that we have to go home. We lost oh. their, We lost whatever money that we put out. Mm-hmm. So that was the first, the first fail. And then a, a few weeks later, I can't remember the date, but I know it's sometime in April because the fall Saigon is in April 30. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks later, we were going to a city. I forgot the city name was. It was like by the river. And the river leaked to the, uh, the sea. I heard that they bought like a merchandise ship and we didn't know we were, I think we were uh, rent a place there we, to live and uh, we lived for a few weeks and I can see the bombing. I can see oh, the bombing, wow. but every From... time that we hear the bombing and we look out the window and or, or the back door, we can see fire and stuff <gasps> from far away. Yeah, oh I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. and then when the fall Saigon come, we all headed to our boat. My parents planned for a long time, so we have make sure that the fuels are there. And mm-hmm. I think they want to head it to America because they bought a lot of fuel. And the boat was supposed to be just our family. It's a big boat. It's just our family only and mm-hmm. some relative. I think that a couple of relatives and their family was supposed to be there. But when we got onto the boat, people wanted to get into the boat. Oh, so everyone, we yeah. ended up with 300 people on the boat. Oh it was a big boat. It, it's not a small shipping boat or, was or a ship fishing boat. It's a, it's a merchandise boat where they carry oil tanks mm-hmm. and all that. 
Is it the big wooden ones too? Or uh, what was it made out of? I think it made out of metal. There was like four compartments and those compartments for like oil barrels. So I remember that because, you know, after a week living there, my clothes was all oily. oily. <laughs> anyway, we got on there and there was, and there were 300 people. And I remember that night, that night when we got out to the boat in the morning, right? And we didn't head out until the light, the, the sun goes down. The sea, when we're trying to head out to the sea, what happened was the water rise, so well, we couldn't get through the bridge. Oh, no. Yeah, we couldn't get through the bridge. And the Viet Cong from the shore start shooting out. But because it was metal, uh-huh. no one was hurt. Oh, but, but, you know, everybody was like, lights out, uh-huh. stay down. Hiding can, down, yeah, covering. Yeah, and we can hear bang, bang, bang through the, for the ship. Oh, wow. What we had to do was, I think they pumped water into the ship, so the ship sank oh, a little wow. bit uh-huh. so we can get through. I think by morning we got out to the sea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was scary. Uh-huh. We got to the sea, and then there were little boats just trying to get on, but uh-huh. the people didn't want, because too many people. I was so scary because I was because we were down in the bottom. It's like the whole night, and we were tired. So everybody said, okay, you guys can come up and get some fresh air. So we did, and I stayed and, and look out, get some fresh air, and I was little. And then there was this big guy next to me, and then the, I can see from far away there's like a fishing boat coming toward us, but he didn't want to take any more people. So he, he told him to go away, and then the guys keep coming. So he take out his gun, <gasps> and he starts shooting up in the air, oh, and I was so scared, just so scared. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You said around 300 people were on the boat. Mm-hmm. How many people did you think were going to be with you guys before? So Supposedly, like around 100? Like yeah. how many people were you expecting to be on the boat? Uh, 50 or less. Oh, wow. And 300 ended up coming? People. yeah. How did they hear about it? Too? Were they sure. all because came to the port? Because the 30th yeah. is a false island. Yeah, right? everybody's, everybody's running. Everybody's did you running. leave on the 30th? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the boat, and then I guess people want to get on, and there's a room, and then mm-hmm. they pay us. And when we got to sea, we were traveling for a few days, and I've heard the captain saying that because we have someone watch our boat during the time that we have it at the shore, they stole our fuel. <gasps> so we didn't have mm-hmm. enough fuel. So I said, okay, we're going to travel for one more day, and if we don't see any sign of help, we're going to turn and head for Australia. Oh, wow. Because the the goal was to go to the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So they were heading that way. But luckily, I think at around some time during the day, we saw a helicopter, mm-hmm. an American helicopter. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, everybody running up to the roof and write yes. SOS. Uh-huh. And uh, I think they signaled to us and they said, keep going this route. And by midnight, there will be a Navy ship. Take you guys on. How did you know they were the American ships, not some other... I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Just mm-hmm. the captain saying that we don't have enough fuel. We're mm-hmm. going to go to, go to uh, Australia. Yeah. If, you know, by the end of the day, we don't see any help. Mm-hmm. But luckily, we saw the helicopter. And the helicopter told us to go this route. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, we'll see help, and which we did. And we saw a Vietnam Navy ship. They take all of 300 people wow. out over there. And then from then on... We have to abandon what uh, we ship. And they said, when you come over, just yourself. Nothing no else. No luggage, no nothing. Even there's one guy who has a dog, have to leave his dog behind. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The only yeah. thing I remember was it was so rocky. 
The bowl? Everything I ate, because all we ate was a cup of noodle. But how did yeah. you guys heat it up? How did you I don't make remember. It? I just know everything comes out because yeah. the ship was just like... Everybody good. together. I think they have a kitchen. They make porridge mostly. Mm. They make porridge and, and instant noodle. Mm. So we can pass by because we were on that boat for about a week. Wow. Did you get a lot of seasickness? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets seasick. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because we were rough. down. Yeah. We were down. On the and, bottom. You know, we were down on the bottom. But it would get... That's why they said go up to the shore and get some air because your equilibrium with your eyes and your ear will make you feel better. And mm-hmm. that's what we did. How did you guys end up passing time? Because the whole week is super long. Just We don't have, we have a choice. We, we just have, have to just sit there wait uh-huh. and pray. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. scary. Yeah, the adult pray. Yeah. We just get up, uh, go up to the deck area mm-hmm. and just look around and, you wow. know, just... Did you guys bring anything from home onto the, the boat? Might have got left I behind. just remember a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know which one? Uh, she's older, so I'm sure she's packed a lot. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. We, didn't, we didn't even pack. Yeah. I mean, the parents do just it Just like, we gotta go, we gotta go, you know? Mm-hmm. I just grab yeah. what I have, all my toys. But like I said, when we go to the Navy ship, most left the most of it behind. Wow. Yeah, so I know that I only have like one pair of uh, one outfit. Oh, what were you guys wearing? I remember I was wearing a green outfit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a pajamas, mm-hmm. but in, in Vietnam, it's not pajama. It's something that you wear you at home. Like, like a lounge all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even a lounge. Do you remember you what I wore? No. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not like a lounge wear because you are okay to go yeah. out mm-hmm. to the street with it. Like right now, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a pan, you know, same pattern. In the boat, is there a restroom and stuff too? Oh, yeah, there's restroom. But we get to the Navy ship, there's also restroom on the Navy oh. ship. And it's funny, when we get to the Navy ship, we feel a lot better, right? 300 people are up in the deck. But I, I'm, right now, I'm trying to make it short. Mm-hmm. Just because, like a quick but, recap. Yeah, but there's so many drama that happened we were in the navy ship for one week but there's so many things that happened during that ship maybe not family related but what i've seen james and kit and sister right yeah and these are my cousins yes Yes. Mm -hmm. okay i didn't tell you about the story of her mom we flee vietnam and then when we get into the navy ship the bigger navy ship because she was pregnant and Mm -hmm. she was in like you know labor pain maybe false labor pain she was like i think eight seven months or eight months pregnant with them bigger navy ship came over american navy ship came over and took her oh. took her over to the other ship and she was there she didn't even get birth on the ship she gave birth in camp pendleton and that's why you know they have their own story but anyway we got to the vietnam navy boat and i remember it's hq16 i remember the, the, yeah, the number hq16 so we got there all the people on the deck and we were there for a week and then they took us to philippines from there, we get off the ship, and then we got into another bigger merchant ship, American merchant ship. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those, like, big yard ship. Yeah. Uh, and we lived in that boat for one week, so... What did you guys do during there? Were you... Nothing. Uh-huh. You said you made friends with, like, all the, the Navy people, too? Oh, yeah, that that was me. Because within I thought, the boat. Yeah, yeah within mm-hmm. the boat, because yeah. I helped out the kitchen, and, uh-huh. and, and they only had one kitchen. You got yeah. 300 people to feed. Right, so how nice they like let you. Yeah, the, we the ladies who whoever want to help you mm-hmm. go out there and help. And I was in there. I was little, <laughs> so so I just kind of wondering my older sister back home. Yeah, she was in the back and and help cook too. <laughs> and um, I was trying to open one of those cans. You know, we love <laughs> we love. Navy armies can cake can food cocktail we just love them so we go there and hoping for them to give us something but uh, chop suey you know one of those uh, 
big can of chicken. We open them out. We make, again, porridge mostly. Mm-hmm. And there were like bathroom because it's a Navy ship. So, you, you know, uh, lots of bathroom. Um, and we bathe in salt water. There's no... Oh, no fresh yeah, water. There's no fresh water. Fresh water we save for drinking. You want a bath, you want, you know, salt water. Yeah. And uh, at night we go up to the top deck and, and we just sit around and sing with the, Aww. you know, the Navy people uh-huh. and we just, you know, pass the time. Mm-hmm. You and guys couldn't speak English, not at this point yet, right? No, but they're all Vietnamese because it's a Vietnamese oh, uh, yeah. Navy ship, you know, they're all Vietnamese. Uh-huh. And because when the Fall of Saigon, they were ordered to stay away mm-hmm. and not come into shore because if they come in, they're going to get stuck and people trying to get on. So one of this a Navy sailor, he, he said, I don't remember, I was 11 and he was in his mid-20s, I think. I heard him talk to my sister. Mm-hmm. He said that he has a family in Vietnam. He has he has a wife and he has a kid. But he said from where he is, he could have swim back, but he wasn't allowed to. Oh, no. Yeah, because but you know they were ordered to stay away, and so here here he is. You know his family is still back home. Yeah, yeah if they ever were able I, to get. I out. don't know. We kind of lost contact when we reached Guam. The sailor, they're a single guy, so they were put in a separate section um, of the camp. The married people put in the family put in a different section of the camp. Mm-hmm. Is this the refugee camp? Yeah, this is a refugee camp in, in Guam. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember that uh, my sister and I went and visited him. I think he was in her late teens, mm-hmm. 18, 19. And she was pretty, so people, you know, sailor were like after her, I remember. And everybody have to <laughs> that bathe. That was in... Tony's mom. Yeah, it's Tony's oh, mom. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So everybody was like, have to bathe in salt water, right? Mm-hmm. She got special treatment. She got bathed in clean water. <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot, but yeah, yeah you know. You know, sailor trying to impress her and all mm-hmm. that, but uh, yeah, we had we had time there. Got a lot of memories there. How long were you at the refugee camp for? Uh, we oh. were at Guam for I don't remember though for a couple weeks. We were no more than that, more than that. Because I don't remember. I forgot what the camp name was, and then we went to Asan. Asan, we lived there for about a month, which is a nicer camp. And then we were there for a while, for uh, a few months. Is that where uh, stepmom, she's the one who's yeah. teasing me that she says she want to give me to them to take care of? Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're at Guam, right? Uh-huh. And then one day we, we were at Asan, uh-huh. right? And then when we got settled in, I think they want to adopt us or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then the parent was teasing us, yeah, you know, let him go. (laughs) You're like, no. (laughs) But we had a good time there. You know, we were young. Adult worries, don't know what the future would bring, but we are kids. At night, we have like the movie theater and the public that Mm -hmm. we go out and we watch. I remember that. And then you remember that there's like a beach. Yeah. That we are Mm -hmm. really uh, a lot of, uh, what is it, the beach? Uh, No, the cucumber, sea cucumber. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Funny thing that we never have seen. Like, you know, (laughs) the more we look, the more it gets bigger and bigger. We play there and, and then I think we climb down to a really high cliff. And we look out to the ocean and said we want to go home yeah. to yeah. Vietnam, to, to back to Vietnam. And, and then we were there. We made some friends. How many people were at these camps? I don't remember. There are a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, wow. once you get to camp, you, you know, just yeah. get one boat. You can see tents, right? They're in tents. They yeah. stay in tents. In tents, that's in camp. Okay, and then oh, you're yeah. living into like a dome, right? Like like a no, like almost like a motor mobile home, uh, okay. mobile home like in Asan. Mm-hmm. But in camp, it's like a, a lot of um, red red sand. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it is. Oh wow! It's been mm-hmm. a long time. Back to the boat. Did you guys know how much it cost to? No, but back to the boat. I have a lot of memories. Um, 
it's a big, big in Philippines. We uh-huh. change boat, right? Uh-huh. We get into a big, and it's like thousands oh, wow. of people in this boat. And uh, bathrooms wise, we were living all like in in one of this deck. We were divided into corners: the single guys, the sailor, mm-hmm. back to the front of the boat, the mm-hmm. families in the back of the boat, and they have bathrooms. Can you believe the bathroom is not a regular bathroom? It's something that they made out of wood, sticking oh, wow. out to the sea. <laughs> to just release everything. Yeah, it's like a floating restroom where you walk in. You have to be careful because you look down. There's the waves, and you know. Oh my god. Yeah, and 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 I was eleven. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're making you like, oh, that's the bathroom. Yeah, and the funny thing is because the uh, the men, you know, the single men are in the front of the boat when they go to the bathroom and the the wind splash. You have to wear glasses, otherwise you're gonna get you know. Oh my god. <laughs> So that's what the bathroom looked like. They have like I think two in the back and two in the front. Yeah, I remember we were there for a week, and I can't remember how they men handle the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a kitchen passing it out? I just can't remember that part. I only remember the time that we get on, the time I go to the restroom, and the time that we were we docked in Guam, and but we weren't allowed to get out just yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I needed to go to the bathroom, <laughs> but because we docked already, I'm not allowed to use the bathroom oh, upstairs. Yeah. And we were looking for a place to go to the restroom. And it was like, it's dark where we, we stayed, right? And in the back of, of the compartment where we were, there's a door. I see the guys going there all the time. So I thought maybe that's a bathroom there. And I said, okay, I'm going to go back and look. When I open the door out, it's all pitch dark. And I was said, maybe it's too dark. You know, maybe there's some, you know, maybe I can just go bathroom in there. Mm-hmm. And I know there's no toilet there, but, yeah. but I see so dark and something intimidated me. And I, I said, okay, I back off. What was it? Nothing. It's just dark when you open the door. Oh, it's like it's pitch scary, black. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of scary. And then later on, I've learned that a guy go back there. I think he also looking for a place to, to go. Mm-hmm. And he fell because it was a door to a ladder, to a step ladder to go down to the lower compartment. But I guess it's so dark. There's oh, no light. Fell? So he fell. He fell. And I think, I'm not sure if he, how, how bad. He hurt. It could have been hurt. Oh my she God. turned back. But I said, okay, I'm going to hold Your it. Your gut so, feeling yeah. told yeah, you. Yeah, my gut feeling tell me, that don't step in there because yeah. I can, uh, you know, I can't see. It's just so dark. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And, and and I thought maybe I just put my foot in there and go, you know, I said, uh-huh. no, maybe not. So then you land off to the Philippines and then you move to Guam. Mm-hmm. And then where do you go after Guam? After Guam, we, like I said, we stay in the camp called Asan uh, a month or so. And then from then on, we wait for our turn to fly here, whoever wants to go. I think they have one. Camp Pendleton and then Arkansas mm. and there, there are like several places in U.S. It just depends on where people want to go mm. or where people can't wait for Camp Pendleton then they can pick somewhere else or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm not sure how it works but uh, the next thing we knew we were on a plane to Camp Pendleton. Camp Pendleton first. Camp- oh, okay. We were in Camp Pendleton. You have to wait there. For a few months mm-hmm. and then we have to wait there for our sponsor mm-hmm. because from this point they would just kind of settle us into a camp mm-hmm. where we can stay for a long time mm-hmm. and then then on we you wanted to get into out into the, the, the free sponsor, world yeah. then you have to have somebody to sponsor you to kind of guide you through you know beginning of your new life. Yeah. yeah so. What does it mean to sponsor like who is sponsored um like support who are these people that are sponsoring? A church group church group yeah oh, okay. the church group or any kind of usually Family. organization yeah 
whatever organization. Like the family who sponsor us, they belong to a church group, mm-hmm. I think. And that's when they volunteer to help us out. Mm-hmm. How like, did they choose you guys? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they would probably write out to this group of people who wants to help the refugee. And they'll tell you, you will have to settle how many in your group. So they'll see that, okay, if they'll be able to take on a family of five, family of ten, or That's a group crazy. of something. We were almost the last. I think your uncle is one of the last group. Yes. I think we left around, I don't know, July or mm-hmm. something like that. We were there in about May, right? We were in Camp Belgium in about May. Mm-hmm. We stayed there for, I think, about two or three months and then in our group there were 11 people mm-hmm. 11 people that mean include us the grandparents and then mm-hmm. and then his friends and then Dean's mom and dad and her because she's born already and uh, I think 11 people of mm-hmm. this group the church group help us out and mm-hmm. pick a family as as the main guidance for us when I'm not sure how it works but they will call in contact and sponsor us that's really nice. And I don't know, I think the, 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 the church would probably pay for like a certain amount of money and the government would pay a certain amount of money. When we get out, we, we flew to Maryland. Mm-hmm. That's where the church is. And, oh. and we lived, it's a Catholic church. And we allow, I think, uh, $100 per person for clothing, $30 for shoes. And back in 1975, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And they rented a house for us to wow. live in. And they said you can live here for, you know, they pay for our rent for like a certain amount of months. And then people would go find jobs and work and then, you know, continue on. I, I remember the house that we lived in has a, it has a, a small house. It's two story. The top story is the three bedroom, but 11 people. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. but the guys, you know, one room, Tian's parents in one room with her and our parents with us in one room and we share the twin bed. Oh wow. Yeah, we were young. We just yeah. share a twin bed. Yeah. They look out to the window to the cemetery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when did you guys end up going to Florida and then to California? Um, I think it was after I think around January after Christmas, the parents contact with other relative and they said, you know, it's warm here, it's warm here because yeah. winter in Maryland is like cold. So we, everybody decided to leave. My parents and us go to Florida. We took the train down to Florida and the rest of the family, I think they, they migrated to California and all that. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. And then we, when we got to Florida, we stayed there for six months and then we got contacted with with our relative here in California. I think we lived there for six months and we got to go to school, a Catholic school for free for the first year. But after six months, you know, your grandparents want to move somewhere that's warmer. Was that your first time experiencing the cold? Oh yeah, snow Snow and everything. (laughs) Get the winter coats Mm -hmm. and everything. Oh yeah, we got to buy a winter coat. They take the shopping, they take, you know, buying our clothes. I remember. Oh, mom, can you talk about the the story where they gave you your name? Oh, let me remember. <laughs> no, my name was still uh, at still that, at that yeah, point, still yeah. the same foot mm-hmm. until you get to California. Yeah, California. Oh. When I went to uh, junior high, yeah, junior high, and then all the kids keep teasing my name. It's like a cuss word <laughs> to spell it. P H U C. Okay. Your peer pressure started. And then, and then I went to a dance class. Okay, I went to a dance class, mm-hmm. and the teacher keeps seeing the kid tease my name, so he feel bad. He said, "I'm gonna call you Phyllis from now on, <laughs> since it start with P A." So he thought he That's gave funny. me a name, Phyllis. I start going as Phyllis. 
for a while. Mm -hmm. You just took it in. Yeah, I just took it in. (laughs) Even my certificate is Phyllis Tran. (laughs) Her her name is Fu. Yeah. Fu. Okay, my name is Hatton. Yeah. Together is happiness. Oh, yeah. So it's like we're a pair of Hatton Fu, happiness. But people tease. Mm -hmm. That changed my name. Mm-hmm. Oh, my original original name. Oh, her original name is Ji. First name. Oh, first name, name is Zheng Ji. Kim Ji. Ji is like your last name right now. Ji. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then somehow, I don't know, somehow grandfather took the, the birth certificate and changed it to Fu. <laughs> because that's a Hatton Fu. It's like a rhyme. Anyway, yeah, I, I stay with that name until... What did you think of it? I didn't think I was okay, you know, so p- kids can stop teasing me. So I'll just take it. So my name is Phyllis. became Phyllis. Aww. And when I came home, I just told my parents, oh, that's my name. It's Phyllis <laughs> now, you know. From then, I think I changed one in high school. Right? Or when I came, I get a change. No, no, I think it was your, your citizenship. Oh, yeah. When I became a citizen. I remember that I became a citizen after Lynn was born, which is 1983, 84. Oh, 84. Wow. So at that time, my name became Teresa because our last, uh, I took that Teresa is my Catholic name. Mm. Catholic, yeah. Saint, Saint Teresa. So I took that name and because of my citizenship, okay, what do you want to be on there? You know, I can keep it. Full. So mm-hmm. So I just said, okay, you know what? I'll take my... Catholic name, so it became Teresa Fukti Jun. It's pretty long. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep, keep all the names. Yeah. My name is... No, she has an American name, but she looked like it. a Han, so she won't use her American name. What's your? What was your American name? Yeah, when I, I had my citizenship, you know, they said you had to choose American name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like this girl, Sheila, when I was going to high school. So I said, okay, I'm going to use the name Sheila. But then after I, I, I chose my name Sheila, and after my paperwork signed up Sheila, it's still now Sheila. Yeah. I said, I don't like that name. That's not me. That's not, I'm not talking about it. That's my born, you know, my first name. And... Yeah, you don't look like a Sheila. <laughs> That's funny. But you like Teresa? Mother Teresa? Yeah, no, people start calling me Mother Teresa. So funny. I, I stuck with that name because it's better than any other name. I mean, yeah. I don't like Phyllis. So what was the environment in Maryland like? Were there other Viet people? Oh, just all white? All white. Were there any other people of color? I didn't see any. Oh, you guys were the only ones? Yes. Any racism at all? Like oh, no. No, no they were really nice to us. That's very surprising. Yeah, they're very nice. The mm. family who took us in, they're really nice. When I went to school, all the kids are super nice. Really? Yeah, they were... Did they know the backstory of you? Um, I don't know. Like where you guys came from? I was too young, but maybe. But I'm sure they do because they probably told them that we didn't speak any English. You were living in Maryland with your sponsor family, or did they just help you get sponsored? No, no, no. We didn't live with them. They found us a house. Oh, they just helped yeah, we, us. Yeah, we live in a separate house. Oh. All 11 people together? Um, I believe so. Back in Maryland, how are you adjusting to learning English and adjusting just to American life? Oh, it's tough. It, Maryland it was, tough. was tough. It was tough. We go to school. We have like a year of free tuition because the Catholic Church sponsored us. And we go there. I was supposed to be in seventh grade, you know, which is junior high. But because there's the language barrier, mm-hmm. they put me back into fifth grade. So like oh, two years behind. Yeah. So I said, okay, you know, we just go to 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 class. And I think you're in the same class with me. Yes. 
And I didn't know a thing. Yeah. Oh my God, our language, we didn't understand a darn thing. Yeah. And no one translate, nothing? No, no. No, back in the day, there's no yeah. translation. Yeah. You just and go to school. Okay. We just go to school, we sit and we listen, and you know, we... Yeah. Was there but like ESL? There was no ESL yeah. at the time, 1975. Yeah, then you know, just... You go into a white neighborhood yeah. and you have no one speak your language. Yeah. You yeah. don't speak the language and they don't speak mm-hmm. your, your language. Mm-hmm. We go into class, we just sit and listen. Math time. Oh, I know, I know, I know the answer. Yeah. But it's like, how do I say yeah. it? I want to raise my hand because it's like, I'm in seventh grade. Yeah. I should know this answer to the math. It's so easy. Yeah. But you can't answer. Because you can't translate the yeah. Vietnamese. Yeah, but we learn it slowly. Yeah. You know? People would know because with language barrier, they, they would just talk to us slowly and gesture sign, sign and sign <laughs> in order for to you know, make us understand. I just know, remember one time my teeth was hurting, you know, in those days, my teeth have a lot of cavity. And then I think they were asking me, you want to go to the dentist? I didn't know what they, and I just say, I just shake my head. Because I don't know why, I don't understand. It was saying something, and when I went home, Dad was yelling at me. They told you to take it in. Why didn't you say yes, you know? I said, I didn't know. I didn't understand. I said, my teeth was hurting. They just oh, want no. to take me, and I keep on saying no, you know? There's so many memories. Yeah. And then the kids from, from school, they invite us to their house, you oh. know? So uh, They were friends, pretty nice. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were pretty nice. You know, back East, people were really nice, very friendly. Oh. The atmosphere was really calm, mm-hmm. too. So we went, they invited us to their house, so which we did. They came and picked us up. And we were playing out in the yard. You know, back then it was like the back of the house, like a wood. Yeah. So we would, you know, <laughs> right riding on. carts and bikes. And I fell. I got hurt. Not really badly hurt, but they all come to me and say, are you okay? Are you okay? I remember they said, are you okay? But I can't translate mm-hmm. that to what it means in our language. And I don't understand what they were saying. Aww. Yeah, what does it mean? Are you okay? I just keep looking at them and, you know, it's like, and they kept going after me. Are you okay? Are you okay? I don't even understand what that means. I remember you have a friend, her name's Stephanie. Yeah, oh, nice. she's a white kid. She's uh-huh. yeah. pretty nice. Did you ever go back? No. Keep in touch or? No. We were too young. When we left, they knew we were leaving. So they, they gave us like an autobiography, autograph. to sign, autograph, book to oh, sign. So they cute. all take turns signing. I think you still have it. I still have yeah. it. I really? Still have That's it. so cute. Yeah. And I remember some of the names, some of the girls that we, I really liked. I just remember Stephanie. I don't remember Stephanie Speck, Mary, Marilyn Willen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then there was the, this guy who always teased us. Oh, I remember that Dennis. guy. Dennis. Uh-huh. Dennis. He's like red curly hair. <laughs> Dennis. Um, I wonder what they're doing. And then Debbie. Know, they're old Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. Oh, I remember Debbie. Debbie. Uh-huh. Were you sad to leave Maryland? Did you guys yeah, want to stay? Yeah, I'm sure we were adapted to the, there for a little bit because, you know, you came to a new land. Mm-hmm. But, Did you guys um, watch any shows that helped you learn English, or what uh, was the... The Brady Bunch. <laughs> the Brady Bunch? The Maryland, Brady Bunch. I think that's what Amanda. we watched. Yeah. When we came to, was it Florida? Florida, I watched PBS a lot. Uh-huh. That's how I learned English. Oh. No, in Maryland, I watched uh-huh. uh, Tom and Jerry. Uh-huh. <laughs> cartoon, yeah, a lot, lot of cartoon. cartoon. Fred Flintstone. Mm-hmm. And the Brady Bunch. Wow. Yeah, it's just funny. Mm-hmm. And then when my the friend called the house, and then when I talked to them, and then my brother would tease me. I don't know if she understands me, and she keeps saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, I don't want to just, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's so funny. But the first time we see in snow is, like, wonderful. We live across from the uh, from the, the graveyard, the yeah. cemetery. Mm-hmm. And everything was, like, flat. Not Scary. like in Vietnam, everything was like tombstone. Yeah. But at but, night, you don't want to look out the window. <laughs> no, no, to me, it's different because mm. it looked like a park. 
Oh no, I get scared. <laughs> I'm like, mom, I'm yeah. scared. If you're scared, you go to Vietnam, you're scarier because everything like stand up tombstone. Oh, but wow. here, there's no tombstone. It's I mean, like, everything was flat on the ground. And then when the snow comes in, everything is like white. So pretty. With the trees. And then the people, in, in the, because we were there during the Christmas time, people would go like poncetas. They put it there at the, their loved one's site. It looks so beautiful because it's like all white. And then all of a sudden there's a red bouquet here, a red bouquet there. And, and to me, it wasn't scary at all because I can walk through the cemetery without any scare, mm-hmm. any intimidation or anything. You know, it was just beautiful to me. Oh, wow. And then the trees, the first time we see the tree, is like just, you know, skeleton of uh-huh. the trees, no leaves and everything. It was beautiful. And then we experienced one time, it's like a snowed-in blizzard. Mm-hmm. And in Vietnam, you go to school from Monday to Saturday. You mm-hmm. got Sunday off. So the first week when we were there, we go to school. I dress, I got dressed, I walked to school on Saturday. On Saturday. <laughs> and when I got to the school ground, everything was closed. No school, so I walked home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys walk together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How cute. Yeah, yeah we walked. A uh, uniform. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. A Catholic school. a Catholic school, school you have to wear I think I still have the uniform. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, really? It's <laughs> a red, green, black. Yeah. <laughs> was it mostly just you two, or were there other siblings that... Uh, they're older. The older. We're young. We're, we're, the, young. we're the youngest. And then when you went to America, everything was all in 1975, right? All in one year. From April, I didn't come over to California until I think August or something like that in August. The end, close to the end of the year. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we took the Greyhound to California. Oh, all across the across whole country? Across the country. Wow. Three days and three nights wow. on the road. Just all 11 of you guys? No, or? no, no. Just the, your grandparents and us. The four, four of us. us. The other Only one, four? they went direct to California. They, 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 yeah, they, they went their different ways. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We all got split up. Yeah. Bucky had to stay to return the, the house we live in. And then he drove to California. Oh, with his... With his car. Wow. The car that he bought. He, we say goodbye to our sponsor. Mm-hmm. We, How was the left. sponsor family? They're, they're, they're we wonderful. were still in touch with them when we went to California. Yeah. We we sent a Christmas card to oh, you. Yes. It, it, it's yeah. funny. The family who sponsored us, and then there's an older couple who's a church member. They weren't the one who sponsored us, but they were in a closer relationship with us. That's funny. We're still in contact with them up until, I think, a few years ago that... The older couple died, but their daughter is still in contact with us. Mm-hmm. I think she's still alive. She's still much older. She they came back and visited us a few How times. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. But the family who's legally sponsored us, we lost contact. Do you think if like a different organization or religion sponsored you guys, would you think we would not be Catholic? Oh, no, we were Catholic from the beginning. My parents were Catholic. It doesn't matter who sponsored it, but I'm glad it was a church. And wow. I think it, it was intention that we're looking for a church group to sponsor us because we're still, you know, a big group. And and usually a private, smaller one, they only do a smaller Small. group. And I think it was intentional. What was it? It was Bakkyu, back few years back he got like a scholarship to like a, a student abroad oh. so he came here and he met some friend mm-hmm. and he still have contact with this guy so when he was in the camp he contacted him and, oh. and he looked for the organization who can oh, sponsor, to sponsor us. yeah okay. his, oh, his wow. name was bill bill something so yeah. fuck you our uncle he 
did a study abroad program from Vietnam mm-hmm. yes. and then met this guy and mm-hmm. then he helped find the sponsor. Yes. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. so he helped us find, find a sponsor and the sponsored um, us over to Maryland. Yeah. And then when you finally made your way in California, how was that? We, we still started in by that time. I think we learned a little bit of English that mm-hmm. we can communicate. And the school was like down the street, literally. like. But at night, remember, five minute walking they had distance. to make us went to a uh, night school, yeah, adult so we, school, you know, yeah. to learn English at night. Oh. Went to ESL class. Yeah. They offer ESL because mm-hmm. at that time, I think more Vietnamese there. Mm-hmm. So at, even at, at our, we were like in junior high. Mm-hmm. So we were, I was put back into my regular grade level. Mm-hmm. So I was in eighth grade when I get to California. And by that time, they do have, because, you know, there's the Spanish-speaking people and the Vietnamese, so they do have English as second language for us to attend. Oh, wow. Because did you guys end up in L.A. or Orange County? In L.A. L.A. And that was a more diverse community than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we got some peer pressure there with people still tease us, but, mm-hmm. you know. But we got more communication. Mm-hmm. Our communication was a lot better. We were able to talk to the teacher, mm-hmm. the kids around us, mm-hmm. and, and all that. So Your guys' English is amazing. Mom, I can barely tell you have an accent. Yeah, because... Um, we're here so young, yeah. and we adapt to it. But um, we keep our language because his grandpa, he doesn't allow us to speak English at home. Because he doesn't understand. He said, nope. Yeah, no talk. English. Vietnamese. Did yeah. he understand English? Yeah, he does a he little went, bit. Yeah, he went to a night class with us. Yeah, after dinner, mm-hmm. then we walk to, to, class. to, to class. the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always walk. So When did you get your first job? Um, oh, my first job? Yeah, when did you get your first job? <laughs> well, you count babysitters. The first job, that's yeah. what we did. Oh, really? That's what I did, too. We babysit for our, our uh, landlord. Landlord. <laughs> I remember we pay, got paid $2 an hour. Oh, wow. For your first job? For, yeah, to babysit. babysit. To yeah. babysit. Yeah, mm-hmm. to babysit. I remember I babysit yeah. in a neighborhood, too. Did yeah. you guys save it, usually? Like, what was oh, your no. uh, look at? <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't have any expenses. That's how we could get our money. Like, what, what would you guys spend it on? Like, candy, oh toys? No, 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 not toys. Um, like, transportation? No, yeah. we just like to buy knickknack stuff. You know, <laughs> they have a store called Newberry at that time. <laughs> Newberry store. I, I like, think so. Yeah, yeah. like a more like a small Walmart yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It was a tiny store that they sell almost like everything. Little knickknack stuff. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys getting all your clothes, books, oh, all that stuff? Um, Goodwill. Goodwill. Thrifty. We were so happy to get a new pair of pants. Oh, yeah. That's how we get our clothes because. We didn't have, we're not that rich. When we first came, we don't have um, that much mm-hmm. money. I mean, we're getting from government uh, supplemental. Mm-hmm. Your parents hold it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every time he took us, dad took us to go buy clothes. You I'm so that happy. Was Look at a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. you know? This is funny. And second, then the other job was back then there was a pop and tackle. You remember fast food? I remember you always talking about it. And then they, they I don't get the luxury because I'm new. The guy, they all, you know, they treat me. Oh, you're a newcomer. Go sweep the street outside. You know? I don't get to serve food. I have to go and sweep all the dirt out and wear the stupid uniform. That I, have. <laughs> I mean, I'm That's making cool. like minimum wage. Yeah. Back then was what dollar sixty five. Is it dollar sixty five? Wow. Did you guys experience any racism? No, we live in a uh, minority area, so oh, we're okay. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. We have a tough, yeah. The, yeah, up. like lecturing. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, it was, so it was just you two, no relatives yet until... Relative was around us, yeah. but they all have their own life. Mm-hmm. Your, your, mm-hmm. Our sibling have their own family to take care of. Mm-hmm. When did you make it back down to Orange County? 
Orange County, that's when I got married. Mary, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so I'm still living in L.A. with grandparents. Uh-huh. Well, she's up here. Move up here already. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you make it to college, yeah. right? UCLA mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. And then you ended up dropping out. Yeah, I got married. Yeah. I got married. Yeah. But I finished school after I had the kids. Aww. You know, going to school at the same time. It's you tough. Know, not one, easy. Because yeah. you know, get married so early, right? Yeah. You didn't know what life would bring you. If you go to school all the time, you kind of get tired. But once you get into that family life, you uh-huh. know what you know what you have missed. When I go back to school, I did a lot better because you know you got more focus, your yeah. attention. Though it's harder because now you got a little kid to take care of, <laughs> you got a family to take care of, and yeah. you got school homework you got to do. So much, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Your focus come in and you ace your classes. Yeah, like that. Your your guys' work ethic is crazy. I always tell my mom too. I'm like, how do you how do you do it? And she's like, you just do it. And I'm like, do what? everything. Oh. Like, how do you do it? Like. For everyone listening, my mom literally crocheted a whole hat <laughs> during the whole conversation. She literally started with just a ball of yarn, and she I had, had to. I had to order for <laughs> We so don't funny. take time for granted. Yeah. yeah, we don't take time for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when I sit around doing nothing, I feel time is so wasted. Where mm-hmm. I can do so much, mm-hmm. unless if I'm really, really, really lazy or I'm sick. Uh, then, yeah. yeah, but but you know, we don't take time for granted. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the story mom told me where. Um, you would sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Before she got married, uh, and and grandpa was very strict. Mm-hmm. Grandpa was very strict. Nobody can call in. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't call out. How scared were you, mom? Oh, I'm scared because I have to wash and and they have to leave the door open in case if I fall asleep, the door is still open. It's freaking cold. <laughs> it's so cold. I just remember that. You know. But sometimes, you know, I don't speak, sneak out the window. I sneak out through the kitchen door. Ah. The kitchen door, you know, one of those, like, lock inside. Instead of, like, sideway lock, is like, oh, vertical. Yeah. So I can just put my hand in. And <laughs> I remember uh, one time you, you wanted to go to a party, but I have to follow you. But then we came late or something. Dad locked the door. And then we came home. You he tried to out. get in. I think it's squeak <laughs> and he woke up. But he didn't know. He didn't find out. Are you sure he didn't find out? No, I remember. Because we, all... I, we would get beaten bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never find out. They were light sleeper, but That's we funny. were like really sneaking around like a mouse. Every time I squeak, we had to wake. <laughs> he never checked our room. He never checked our room, so so he never find out we sneaked out. That's so funny. <laughs> oh wow, back in the day. Back in the days. Uh-huh. But you know, we, we, we were good kids. Yeah. We just wanna have fun because it was just so strict. Grandpa's yeah, yeah. just way too strict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you were applying to college, what made you choose? Because you both went to UCLA, right? I just follow her, but I don't know how she chose UCLA here. Because UCLA is a really yeah. well-known school. No, I just follow my friend. Did and you know it was like a prestigious There was no school? guidance for yeah. us. Oh. There, there was really little guidance because, again, mm-hmm. we were what? We had to do everything ourselves. 75 uh-huh. and then 81. That's only six years yeah. after we moved to California. Mm-hmm. Five years after we moved mm-hmm. to California. And we through all go through all high school mm-hmm. years. On our own, mm-hmm. there was no guidance. Yeah, there is counselor, but mm-hmm. you know it's like you don't yeah. know what's going on. Mm-hmm. The older siblings already married, mm-hmm. and they, they don't know better. So when it comes to taking SAT tests, okay, we did the best we could. Back then it was you know easy, mm-hmm. and our math skill was good because yeah. I got award in math, and I think so. She well, I got a valedictorian so, in high oh, school, yeah. so yeah. so mm-hmm. so we weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then come with time, I said, okay, I don't know where to go. I was thinking like local school. I think I follow my friend. Let's go to UCLA, you know, write down your, your essay. And so I did. And it's, I only applied to one school. And only then, UCLA? Yeah, only to wow. UCLA. And they I went to UCLA because she went. Yeah. So yeah. I said, you all want to be with her. So I'll just cool. apply there too. Yeah. And then by the time she got there, I, I left. <laughs> I know. But anyway, um, when I went there, we go into the dormitory and and all that. I I work at Seven Eleven during my junior and and senior year, mm-hmm. earn enough to buy a car Aww. to go to school, mm-hmm. and you know we you know I, I had fun two years. The first year I was in dormitory. The second year I I was together with my friend renting an apartment there. Wow. And you know share the cost. Yeah. And I lived there for the weekday and the weekend I go home. Wow. And fully adjusted to American lifestyle oh, yeah, at this point. Yeah. Huh? And our English was a lot better, mm-hmm. though there's still some, a little bit of barrier, not like now, mm-hmm. but because we still having problem with like, especially English classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just still very difficult because, you know, you have to learn the grammar and yeah. in UCLA, they expect a lot more of you. Yeah. Uh, even the math, we got through all um, of our math class. And there was one math class that I failed, which is, I think, one of the very last ones. Mm-hmm. It's called, like, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And this teacher, we I could have made it. 400 people in the class when it started. By two weeks later, the class only 10 weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, half of it dropped. And by the end of 10 weeks, half of that dropped. And half of those failed. Because I remember, what was his name? Dr. something. He wrote that book. And he mm-hmm. said, college student shouldn't graduate if they don't know the fully language of English. Wow. So he wrote that book in a way it was just so hard to understand. I was supposed to take it again, but then, you know, I got married. <laughs> and I finished the rest of it down here in yeah. here. And uh, I um, I took vocation instead of uh, going through getting the bachelor. Mm-hmm. And through my years of working, I, just, I got working early too through my years of working bosses you know kind of help me and point me to oh. you should take this you should take this and i took some program in school mm-hmm. she's in, really good at what she does now yeah i took computer programming back in 1981 in 1980 wow i didn't know what it was i would just follow my friend and take it and you know sit there and listen you know take it talking about the design phases of computer programming and it was like over my head and then one day it clicked it clicked that i love it so bad <laughs> That, that you know, I focus on it. And, you know. Is it sequel? No, no. It was, it's called Cobalt. Ah. Cobalt. Back in the day, it was like coding language, Cobalt. And nowadays, you you coding with your computer. Back then, it was key punch with a, a car. Yeah, with a car. Oh, with the, the hole I- punches, right? Yes. Yeah, with the IBM yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. And, and my program was like <laughs> this high. Yeah. And if you drop it on the floor, oh my gosh. Really? SOL. Yeah. Wow. Because you have to put it together. Yeah. It has to be in yeah. sequence. That's crazy. Yeah. And while you were valedictorian, didn't you have that one story the other guy was competing against you? Well, yeah, I have one guy. He missed it by like point zero, <laughs> I don't know, zero one of two. And he hated me because he would have been a valedictorian, but he. He was a little less than me, point one something. Uh-huh. And then, so I became the valedictorian. <laughs> but he looked more like Shifty, the valedictorian, but I beat him. Uh-huh. So funny. 
But did you have to? Did, did you have to, to do a speech? Yeah, the, uh, my French teacher helped me yeah. with the because uh, I wrote it out, and then he helped me fix the grammar mm-hmm. and everything. Because you know, at that time, like you said, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's too hard. Wow, yeah. mom. Do you have any friends who went through the same thing? Did you meet anyone? I don't. I uh, I have a friend back in. She England. has a lot of Vietnamese friends. Yeah, I, I don't have. I have a friend and uh, yeah. I probably say childhood friend because uh-huh. we were in junior high together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw each other again a few years later, but you know, it was it, when you get married, your friends kind of they're not in the same same common thing with you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, back then I have kids and they haven't. You know, it's it's kind of we got kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. Mom, would you babysit? Oh yeah, at at that time yeah, when I came, okay. Dad, grandpa always wanna. People come over. I wanna marry me. So <laughs> oh, grandpa wants. Yeah, it's like an arranged thing. So they want. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that yeah, thing. and you know, on weekend I always come up here mm-hmm. to to either her house or my other sister's house. Mm-hmm. Where is she? Why don't you come home, right? Yeah. I came because somebody's coming over to watch you us. You know, so the was, old people, yeah. the old school, they mm-hmm. always want to fix us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to fix us up. That back back then when I met your uncle. Mm-hmm. They already had someone in mind for me. They were supposed to introduce me or a guy you know, to see me. Yeah. I met your uncle already uh-huh. a week before. And, uh, you know, when the guy came up and he made me go out with him and all that. <laughs> he take me. I said, go to my friend's house. So I would go to my girlfriend's house. I took her and some other girls. Uh-huh. And then we went to a party. And I just sit there and let him party <laughs> with the other guys. And then he would come back to his parents after like a few times. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of, you know, like the other girls better. So, yeah, I don't think me and Hun do, you know, get along. <laughs> so, so his parents came over to, to talk to your grandparents uh-huh. and say that, no, I don't think it's going to work out. It's so good. <laughs> that was my plan. Yeah. So, Grandpa always have somebody over. So, I, every time I come up here, I stay with her. So, I start staying with her and then work in the summer. Because after college, you know, I go up here and look for work. Mm-hmm. So, I start living with her. Grandpa always make me go home, you know, because somebody's there and I always hide up here and, you know. So I started living with her. So, you know, everywhere she goes, so I try to help her watch the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so they have some time on themselves. So I watch them. Yeah, so I you only have two, right? Two. Yeah, you only yeah. have two. But then we went through all your four. <laughs> I stay with you until all your all four, four, all four of us. I know. Yeah. You stay home, go to school. Weekend, and then weekend, to... she's like already here. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I spend the weekend up here yeah. and then go back for school and then weekend yeah. I go up here. So oh, basically, yeah, yeah, just trying to get away. But now we think back of poor grandparents. Yeah. They're so lonely. I know. And now uh-huh. because you know my kids are older now. Yeah. They yeah. Now you know. Yeah. You know. But back in the day, you just don't yeah. think that. that. Yeah. Now we feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. There's a lot of things we should have learned from grandpa because he knows so much, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of things we should learn. A lot of crafty things. I know, I still need to learn from you guys. That's why I'm like, please teach me all the the authentic vision before I go back to New York. Like a lot of crafty things he did with the flowers, Uh how to bloom on time. Oh yeah, he knows when to bloom and when to start, you know. Because we never take interest in what they do. They're so old, much older than us. We just never take interest until now that we're about their age. And we're (laughs) interested too late. (laughs) Gotta learn on your own now. We gotta depend on Google. Thank God for Google. The internet. Yeah, without Google, I don't know. 
without YouTube. I'm doing <laughs> most of the thing on YouTube. Gosh. Thank you guys. This was so good. I feel like I learned so much. There's a lot more yeah. though, but you know, you just <laughs> for another time. time. Yeah. yeah. You just have to kind of uh, sort things out and, mm -hmm. and you know tell me what you want to know. And there's just so many things. <laughs> yeah. That, that I love to know it all. Yeah. yeah. yeah See, so even much. I learned some new stuff because yeah. I don't remember much. Thank you all for listening to this episode on my family's journey to America. This was so, so fun for me to really sit down with my mom and my aunt and hear them retell their stories from childhood to adulthood. I feel like I'm finally embracing my own culture that I've always pushed away and really just getting to know my family. I hope by hearing this episode, it sparks interest and even inspires you to sit down with your own family to learn more about their backstory. As always, feel free to DM us your personal stories because we would love to hear them and discuss. Don't forget to follow us at Asian Glow Up Pod on Instagram, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and turn on notification bells on Spotify to get notified for new episodes every Tuesday. Happy holidays! All right, let's go get Boba. <laughs>